Scano, Sego, Ani, Bojo, Kwe, Tansi, good morning and welcome to Moment of Truth. Are you ready for Moment of Truth today? Well, I sure hope so because today on the program we have, uh, we have a, a, actually a, f- a few people on the show today. We are waiting for a call from Adrian, Adrian, Adrian Sutherland from Midnight Shine. Now he's here in the, uh, in the Southern Ontario region for the Junos, but he's also taking part in the Juno Cup, which is a hockey tournament that happens with the Junos. And he's uh, going to be calling us, in, calling us because uh, he's here talking about that and uh, to tell us a little bit more about what's going on with the, with the hockey uh, cup uh, with the Junos. And uh, we're pleased to be able to take that call from him as he's here. Uh, we did uh, have a, an, an earlier uh, interview with, with Adrian from Midnight Shine, and uh, we're going to be possibly playing a tune of theirs coming up later on in the show as well. However, this morning on Moment of Truth, I have two guests with me in the studio, and I'm very pleased to have them here with me. Tim Fontaine is here, as well as uh, we have Elissa. El- excuse me a moment. My papers are getting all over the place here. We have Alyssa Blackwolf Kixon, and uh, they are here to talk about a, a show that they are here to do in the Toronto area. It is the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival, and uh, they're actually going to be doing two back-to-back taped shows for APTN for The Laughing Drum. Tim is the host of The Laughing Drum, and uh, I look forward to hearing more about uh, that coming up this evening. Uh, because they're going to be doing two shows, and I think they have some tickets to give away as well. So anybody that's, uh, that is listening um, that might be in the area, um, you'd be happy to call in and uh, try to get those tickets. We'll tell you more about that in a little bit. But as I say, we may be interrupting this conversation uh, to uh, go to that call from Adrian uh, Sutherland from Midnight Shine. Before I introduce my guest, I do want to just say this. I want to issue a disclaimer and a warning. <laughs> the following program may contain satirical views, comments, and ja, and uh, and uh, and comments of indigenous views, issues, and political and cur- current events, as well as uh, 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 um, comments specifically of indigenous perspective. So reconciliation and native Twitter is advised. <laughs> I hope you guys don't mind. I borrowed that from your show. Excellent one. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so listen, welcome to the show, both of you. Uh, it's you. great Thank that you're you. here. And uh, I, have to, I have to say that I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you guys are a little bit subdued. I thought there'd be more, you know, I thought you guys would be bouncing <laughs> off the walls. It's a little too early in the morning for comedy. <laughs> oh, saying, I like that. Um, it's a little too early in the also, morning for you know, comedy. It's like, it's like a, a snake ready to strike. So ah. we're, we're, we're preparing ourselves for yeah. the show tonight. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, we'll unleash it on the audience. Right. Yes. And Tim, I noticed that you're, you're dressed in your business attire. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I was I, I was half expecting you know the more more combat uh, issue. Uh. I know I kind of <laughs> wish if, yeah if you've seen the show occasionally when I'm out in the field I wear uh, yeah. an APTN uh, yep. military helmet and right. black vest. Yep. But uh, I thought I would go for a little more of a friendly look this time around, mm. so uh, I left I left it at home. But I did have I did bring a bunch of cans of. Uh, Laughing Drum uh, canned luncheon meat. For, Did you uh, bring one for me? I, I brought one for you. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> so, I was going to be really disappointed if are, you uh, didn't give me one of those. These are highly coveted. And, I'm <laughs> car- and I'm car- you know that I'm carrying them around in a, on the subway in a suitcase. because <laughs> I've got a bunch of them in there. They're surprisingly heavy. And if you don't know what we're talking about, then you'll just have to go and watch the show. Yeah. And, um, and, and Tim, I have to say that, that I think that, that here on Moment of Truth, we, we can relate heavily to the comment that was made um, on your show, and that you have said, you know, you have you have dozens and dozens, dozens of, viewers. of viewers. Yeah, yeah. So. I think we can heavily relate to that here on Moment of Truth. Anyway, we have dozens and dozens of listeners. We're in good company, then. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, listen. If if you're not familiar with with Tim, I do have a little bit of background on Tim and and Alyssa, and I want to tell you a little bit about uh, him. He, you know, Tim. Uh, actually founded the uh, the Walking Eagle News, yes. which uh, is is again satirical. And and actually, you have a background in journalism. You actually yeah. came out of a serious side of journalism before you got into this. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I can relate to that as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that 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 need for humor mm-hmm. uh, is is necessary. It's almost like uh, a stepping back and be and and because. 
like you, I, I covered indigenous news. That, that news can get to you after a while. It can weigh you down, oh, yeah. even though you want to do it. Yeah. It's important to do. Yeah. But these stories are, are mostly heavy, and, yeah. and they, they hit you hard. Yeah. And, and doing that day in and day out, it takes its toll on you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to say that I, was, that I was burnt out, but I was absolutely, I was tired. Like, I, yeah. I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to cover another dark, deep story mm. in, in the same way that I was. And, yeah. and the other thing, like, the big thing was that I wasn't able to say how I really felt about these stories, yeah. right? Because when you're yeah. a journalist, you That's don't right. do that. Yeah. So when I finally had an opportunity to, to do something, when I started Walking Eagle News, I felt like it was getting all of this stuff off my chest that I had bottled up after all of these years, right? So, And I think you, you, you hit a chord there with a lot of people. Yes. Because it, was, it gave a release to a lot of people. Yeah. It gave people a chance to look at these stories in a different way uh, and, and, and approach them in a different manner uh, just to get some relief from, uh, from, from what we are seeing every day. But it, it also was a bit of a, some inside jokes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there was stuff that I, that I, I just assumed everybody knew or that mm. I... The other thing that surprised me too was that like when I would joke about things like Indian Affairs glasses, which mm. you have to know what that is to know what that is, I didn't realize that in the States they have something very similar. And so I had a lot of Americans reaching out and saying, oh, you know, like this, this, this is our thing too, right? Indian Affairs glasses. So <laughs> I thought it was like just a specific mm. Canadian mm. Indigenous inside joke, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So it's, it's touching people in ways that, that, that completely surprised me. Like yeah. the other thing is like, I didn't know that this was going to take off the way it did, right? right. I had no idea. Sure. I, I had set it up almost as a joke. Yeah. And I thought a couple of journalists that I know are going to see it and, and like it because it's written like real journalism, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it just exploded. And so it's, you know, I'm, I, I'm not complaining. I love it. I, I right. think it's, uh, but, I, but I don't really, I never had a plan for it. <laughs> like yeah. it just sort of happened, right? And, so. and it was from Walking Eagle that you, you got this opportunity, I believe, with APCN. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, they wanted somebody that had a journalism background right. to, pr- to produce the show. They yeah. didn't know what, what I would do with it either though, yeah. right? Because it was, it, at its heart, it's a panel show. It's a political panel yeah. show. And so they just happened to talk to comedians. And so I took it and added more comedic elements to it, right? And yeah. did something more, more along the lines of like The Daily Show or The Beaverton where we do, we do actual headlines during the show. Mm-hmm. And then I get the panel to talk about it. So, Yeah, Tim, uh, as I was, I was reading over your, uh, your, your bit of your bio and your background, and, I have to <laughs> and it was a bit of a, of, of a, uh, a, a comic moment for myself, <laughs> and it, only because I misread it. Okay. okay. So as I was reading, he's a member of the Saugeen First Nation in Manitoba. He grew up mainly on the Holy Water First Nation. <laughs> <laughs> no, hollow water, not holy water. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I had a bit of a, of a, of a, of a, uh, a laugh to myself yeah. when, I, when I, what? No, no, I didn't say that. It's a very and, sacred community. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so listen, um, tell us about what you're going to be doing uh, t- tonight at this uh, this Toronto Sketch Festival. Yeah, so we're going to do, we're basically recording two episodes of the show back to back. Yeah. And they're not going to 30 minutes. They're 30 minutes uh, 25 minute yeah. programs. And so we're going to do it in front of a live audience at the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival, mm-hmm. which is a huge deal for us because we, you know, this is the probably the biggest opportunity that the show has had so yeah. far, right? So yeah. it was a real honor for us to be invited to this and so we're going to we're going to bring it when uh I brought one of the panelists that's that's normally on the show, Alyssa Kixon, um, yeah. and they're going to be acting kind of as like a, like an analyst or like a, a correspondent on the show. Okay, and so we're going to talk about uh, some some political realities um, during the show, and then in the second episode, because it airs later, we couldn't do so much of a newsy show. Mm. So mm-hmm. we figured we would focus on fixing the biggest issues in the indigenous community today, and one of those is our Bannock Tacos Indigenous Cuisine. We are going to solve that question <laughs> very once question. and for that's all. A very good question. Yeah, so that's, I look that's forward just, to hearing the yes, answer. Yes, that. that's just a little a little and, preview. And you, you've been uh, and you you claim to be a, a Bannock monger. So I am a Bannock monger. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have a deep love for for Bannock and for canned meat because to me they're like they're like soul food. <laughs> it's Indigenous soul food, right? And it's not good for you. It's not good for you, but it. But it's so good. <laughs> so that's that's where we're at with that. Well, then that's uh, are, are you going to be handing out Bannock tonight? Or? I tried to, but I nice. didn't get 
uh, and order it in in time to do ah. it. And if I had like an oven in my my hotel room, yeah, I yeah. honestly I would have <laughs> I would have made it myself. So. I so, have an oven, and I am, I'm not making a Danic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's... Nope. No, okay. <laughs> and I've also seen him with Bannock, so it's kind of... It's scary. It is so? horrifying. So? Uh, well, the he one time took a, a piece of Bannock, cut it in half, mm-hmm. and then put an entire can... Like the lunch of the click, mm-hmm. spam or whatever, an entire hunk of it, like uh-huh. the, the whole can yep. in between... Two pieces of bannock right. and ate it on television. On television, and he's still here. And, and he's I'm still, still here. here. It was horrifying. <laughs> so that's the, that's the, Without that's gagging, the, you didn't gag once. Or? No. Oh, I gagged all like so much just watching it. <laughs> that's the level of humor we've got on our show. <laughs> I made a smoothie out of bannock and tea one time. I heard that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And how yeah, was that? That was actually quite good. Really, oh, I was going to add bannock and tea. Yeah, I was going to add canned meat to that too, but I thought that might have been over the top. Over the top. So, but uh, watch for that in <laughs> next <laughs> exciting episode. So, um, so okay. So, tell us you're at you've been you've been to the sketch. Uh, you've seen a couple. I've of the, never I've never been to the sketch fest before. But have you you've been there this week? You've seen some of the. No, stuff? No, I haven't even had time. to. Oh, really? Yeah, I've 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 come into Toronto. And uh, I know some of the people that are performing, and it's, it sounds like an incredible, like this is a huge festival. It, I mean, is, they've yeah, got yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Scott Thompson from the Kids in the Hall. Yep. He's performing the yep. night before. Uh, like just the, some of the names of the talent that that's there is like it's just incredible. So for us to be included in that kind of a lineup, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a huge, and and we're considered one of the headline acts. So yeah. that 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 blows me away because, like I said, I mean. Two years ago, I was still a I was still a reporter, a beat reporter. So for for me to now suddenly be headlining a uh, a major comedy festival is just unbelievable. A make believe reporter. At this a make believe reporter. Yeah. <laughs> so I've gone from being a a real life reporter to a pretend reporter. Ooh, shall and, we uh, say fake reporter? Ooh, that's bordering on I fake know, news. It's I weird, know. right? Like I I I called it. I called the show and Walking Eagle fake news one time mm. just because I couldn't think of any other mm. term. But yeah, that's it's such a weird word. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean anything, but it's also, it's got so much negativity <laughs> around it now because of our friends to the South. But uh, yeah. Um, what about the show itself? What, uh, what can people expect to see coming up in the, you know, in, in, in the future? Well, we're, the show runs until June. Mm-hmm. Um, I try as much as possible to get, uh, uh, to interview people as well. Like, like I said, I mean, at, at its heart, it's a panel. So we talk about whatever's in the news. And right. lately, all we've been talking about is SNC Lavalin yeah, and, and the Jody Wilson rib. And yeah. that will actually continue tonight. Right. But we come at it from such a bizarre and, and really rooted in indigenous humor angle that, it, that, that I think it becomes funny or it becomes at least interesting to listen to, right? Because it's so bizarre. This is, this is the sexiest scandal we, we have in Canada right now. Right. And it's like, well, what else are we going to talk about? Right. So, yeah. but I mean, for the show itself, like I said, I mean, the panel is going to continue. I love to get uh, artists and, and authors and interesting people to sit down and do interviews in the laughing drum style, which mm-hmm. is a kind of a mix of serious and, and really absurd questions. Right. So, I reference Billy Jack a lot in the yes, show. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, That's and if true, you don't know who, yeah, if you don't know who Billy Jack is, he he, indigenous action hero from the 1970s who basically roundhouse kicks people in the face yeah, for, butt, for, right. for hours hours on end. <laughs> <laughs> That's the entire movie. It's just him kicking people in the face in bare feet. So that's one of the questions that I like to ask the guests: is if you could time, right. if you could time travel and yep. you could transform into Billy Jack, which yeah. historical figure would you roundhouse kick in the face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Deep and questions. what kind of answers have you been getting? You've... Mostly Sir John A. Macdonald. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a that's a favorite, that's a big one. Yeah, uh, big one. But uh, yeah, when I might ask that question tonight and see what kind of a response we get. But, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, can you tell me a, a little bit more about you know your background as a journalist, where you worked, what you did when you were when you were um, actually working in the field? I worked for. Uh, I started my career as a freelance journalist in Saskatchewan. Oh. And I wrote for uh, some of the local uh, Indigenous newspapers, and then I did something for the Le- for the Leader Post, which is one of the big newspapers there. 
And that sort of sparked it. And then I started getting into, I wanted to be a, a camera operator mm. and an editor. Mm. So I taught myself how to do that. And then okay. I started getting work that way. And that led to an opportunity with APTN. Yeah. And so I started working with APTN uh, for one of the former call-in shows that they had called Contact. And I worked there for years. And then one thing led to another. And the next thing you know, I was a reporter. Mm. And it was one of those things, like it was, I, I didn't go to school for. I was just going to ask Yeah, you I that. didn't go to school for journalism. For journalism and I never, okay. um, yeah. I never intended really to be a journalist. It yep. just sort of, I started one day and then all of a sudden it was almost two decades later. Mm. Right. And so mm-hmm. I've worked for CBC Indigenous. I've worked for CBC Radio. I've worked for CPAC in Ottawa. You know, I've covered Parliament Hill. Mm. Uh, been, went to Standing Rock, you know, like I've had mm-hmm. a really rich career, sure. you know, sure. I, mean, I am quite proud of that career, but it was also, uh, like I said earlier, it, it, it really weighs on you after a while and it, 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 it wasn't making me happy anymore. Yeah. But you're always in that weird place where we're, when you've done something for so long, it's hard to imagine doing anything else, right? Mm-hmm. So that was, that was always, I had always threatened to leave journalism and always threatened to leave journalism. And then finally one day I just did it and I, I never looked back and I don't, I mean, it's been around two years now and I don't, I don't regret it at all. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a good move for me. Now the guests, as you mentioned, it's, it's sort of a political show that has some, some humorous and satirical views yes. that, that are brought into it. But I, I want to say that I, I think that in, in our world as indigenous people, it's almost necessary, you know, because even when you, when you watch the guests and some of the questions that are posed to them, mm-hmm. uh, and, and if you're standing back watching it as a viewer, and you listen and watch the reactions to some of these things, and you you see the the look on, and it, and it is humorous mm-hmm. when you hear of some of the situations that are that are seriously brought forward and yeah. that we face. It, it, yeah. You can't help but laugh. It, yeah. It's it's ridiculous yeah. how we are in this day and age uh, faced with some of the things, like you know, uh, the ninety dollars $90 of, of of fish. Right? Yes, <laughs> that yeah, that was such an incredible story. Like. <laughs> Being charged for for harvesting something that is that is essentially yours, right? right. That is essentially yeah. your right, and the amount of money that went into that exactly that 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 they exactly. went undercover, right? They did, you know, like <laughs> it's like unbelievable the, the the level of ridiculousness to that story, right? But that's what I mean. And the other thing is like, so for somebody like me who deals in satire, mm. how do you top that? Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's always the challenge for both right. for both our can't. show. And for, for Walking Eagle News, is like, how do you top a story as ridiculous as that? So Very true. Yeah. Uh, we are getting close to a break. But, um, Alyssa, you, you were on that panel, I think, with, the, uh, the, with that story about the, the, uh, uh, the, the lake and the fish, uh, $90 <laughs> yes, being charged, right? Yeah, yeah that was, I was there. Yeah. So that, uh, <laughs> that happened. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, Power panel was it? Power paddle. Red panel. power. Red power, paddle, Red yeah. power pa- panel. Okay. Um, yeah, no. When that when that story happened, um, I read about it even before uh, mm. Tim had sent it to me. You yeah. know, saying, "Hey, let's talk about this." And I just like I looked and thought, there are so many other things that they could be doing mm-hmm. with those resources, but they chose to use it. On ninety dollars worth of fish, yeah, you know that's like a couple of years worth of treaty money. So we, wow, <laughs> yeah, wow is all I have to say. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's it's silly to, to you know undercover and to charge this guy with ninety dollars worth of uh, yeah, you know, and in, yes, uh, the, the 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 reason about it being charged was that it was an endangered species or you know something like that, or but, so they say, or so they say, but even so. Uh, indigenous rights uh, should outweigh the commercial yeah. fishery, you would think. Exactly, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, the amount of fish that we're talking yeah. about was, yeah. so, was so minimal. Right. And apparently yeah. he didn't even want money. He wanted uh, to... Ex- cigarettes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he just wanted smokes, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, no, just, that's crazy. Yeah. It's just another one of those things. So uh, here's another one of those things. It is coming up to time for us to take a break here on Moment of Truth. And we will do so. We will be right back on Element FM after this. (laughs) You will be sad. So don't miss out on that opportunity. And while we're speaking and hearing to uh, Tim Fontaine's voice, we actually have Tim in the studio with us today, along with 
Alyssa Black Wolf Kixon, and uh, they have come in because they are part of the Toronto Sketch Festival, which is happening tonight. And you can get to see Tim and uh, and two performances that will be taped live for APTN uh, at that uh, event this evening. Uh, uh, Tim, do you, where is this taking place? Taking place in the Great Hall, which is a venue on, I believe, Queen Street West. Okay. And so it's, uh, you know, I've seen some acts in there. I saw a tribe called Red in there. It's mm. a great venue. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully we'll get a lot of people out to check it out. So, right. like I said, I mean, tickets are, as far as I know, are still available. We're giving some tickets away. Uh, it'd be great to get uh, as many people out there as possible. Yeah, we have, uh, I believe, two sets of two to give away. And uh, we have a number here you can call if you're interested. Uh, for our dozens and dozens of listeners <laughs> <laughs> in the Toronto and Ottawa area, because we are actually broadcasting to Toronto and Ottawa, if you guys oh, didn't nice. know that. We're, oh, okay. in, we're broadcasting that. from this. Uh, and if you are listening, of course, you are listening in Toronto or Ottawa at 95.7 in Ottawa and 106.5 in Toronto on Element FM. The number to call for tickets if you're in the GTA is 416-481-2292. If you call that number, you can have an opportunity to get uh, those tickets to see Tim Fontaine and um, uh, and and his uh, guests this evening at the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival for the Laughing Drum. Uh, Alyssa is part of that uh, regular panel mm-hmm. that uh, Tim has on his show. Alyssa, tell us about yourself. Tell us about, uh, why don't you tell us how you got into comedy? Oh, that is... Uh... A heartbreaking story, actually. Uh, No, it's not. (laughs) Um, No, I got into comedy when I was actually very young. Mm. I'm a theater brat, so I Ah. started doing theater at a really young age. And um, I had a problem with memorizing my lines. Mm. And um, what I would do a lot, and it drove all the theater community crazy, was I would uh, make stuff up. I'd I'd ad lib, Mm. improvise. Mm. Um, so then I, they stuck me in improv mm. and, uh, and then I just kind of got pushed into stand-up comedy through there. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. So I've been doing comedy for 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. I know I don't look it right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Validate me. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yep. we do have, uh, Adrian Sutherland on the line. And, uh, as I mentioned earlier, he might be calling in and we could talk to him a little bit about, uh. What's going on with um, the Juno Cup? Because he is here for uh, the Junos, which are happening in London on Sunday. And he's part of the Juno Cup taking place in the London area with uh, many of the other Juno uh, nominees and people that are, are participating in the Junos this week. Good morning, Adrian. Are you there? Are you there? Uh, yes, I'm here. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing down there? We're, we're, we're doing okay, thank you. So... Listen, what can you tell us about this, uh, the Juno Cup? When is it taking place? I know this isn't your first time. You've, you've participated in this before. Yeah, this is my, this will be my third year coming out to the Juno Cup. And uh, it's happening tonight, the game here in, in London. Um, I'm told it's a sold-out crowd, so it's going to be a pretty, uh, pretty exciting uh, atmosphere to be playing uh, hockey in tonight. And you are—you've uh, been playing hockey for some time. You've been—you uh, have a hockey stick in one hand and a guitar in the other. I understand. Yeah, I have a bit of a bit of a hockey background, and that's what—that's uh, what got my foot in uh, the door here at the Junos, uh, particularly the the uh, the Juno the Juno Cup itself. So, so what came first, uh, music or or hockey? <laughs> Uh, it was always hockey first. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what position are you? Are you defense? Are you, are you winger? I'm going to be playing defense, and um, I'm uh, on the same uh, paired up with Jim Cuddy. Oh, nice. Uh, Jim Cuddy gave me the uh, the tap on the shoulder yesterday during the practice game. He said, "You and I are paired up together." So, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have to really uh, bring my A game today because he was already. Uh, Giving me heck for a couple of uh, a couple of bad plays I made. He said you're going to have to pull yourself together and none of that tomorrow. So he he takes this seriously. It sounds like yeah yeah. <laughs> and and what is the outcome of the game? Like why do you guys play this? Oh, this the the whole uh, game is to raise um, funds for music counts and music counts. Um, 
helps bring uh, music gear and, and instruments to schools and uh, giving access to uh, uh, to arts for for children uh, uh, that's their, their initiative and keeping keeping these music programs alive alive in these schools so uh, Ottawa has been a recipient of, of music counts uh, last year and there's been a lot of support coming from music accounts in, in Tiawapiscat and I've seen I've seen the benefit um, that it's brought to to our community and this is why it's important for me to get out here and, and really support this this initiative so you know you know Adrian when you were here uh, on our program uh, early last year uh, just as we were getting on the air, you and I spoke about this and about your your community of Attawapiskat and the need for how we we both uh, saw the need for music to be an important part for your your youth there. How did um, how did the how did what you were just talking about uh, benefit the kids there? What kind of what kind of uh, did they get instruments sent up there? What what happened? Yeah, they've had instruments sent up. Uh, they have uh, a wide uh, range of of gear now. They have from keyboards to ukuleles to uh, uh, violins, guitars, mm. the PA, bass, amps. They pretty much have um, everything you need in terms of uh, in terms of, of being able to, to just kind of sit there and jam or, or learn something um, about an instrument. Now, I know you, you take this very serious. Uh, you and I spoke about this and that you had, had sort of uh, taken this on yourself to, to move it forward in your community and, and perhaps in other communities in the north. Um, one thing I, I do know when I was up there in your community was that uh, they didn't have a music teacher specifically for their school, I don't think. Um, do you know if that's being moved forward or how that's... What's, what's going on there? Yeah, well... well from what I understand, I, they still don't have a music teacher um, in both schools, mm. and so that's 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 a, that's been a, one of the issues, I guess. Um, so they have this gear, but nobody to really deliver a program. Even personally, myself, I've been, you know, trying to get in there and do what to do what I can. Um, but I mean, it's just so busy, and I can't commit fully to sure. just sitting down and, and actually delivering a program. So it's very. Um, um, it's very limited to in terms of the music instruction right now. Mm. Um, so listen, uh, let's move this forward. You're you're here for the Junos. Uh, you've you've had uh, the band, uh, of course. The Midnight China's had great success with the uh, with the album, and and certainly with the Heart of Gold, which is has certainly turned things around and and, and gotten garnered a lot of attention. So uh, what's going on? What's happening with the band and the songs? Well, we're, um, we're we're starting to gear up now for shows. We have a uh, we have a few shows this month, and in April, May, we have shows, and it's looking like it's going to be a fairly busy year for the band. Um, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of new things going on. We're uh, continuing, continuing to try to you know build the brand and um, build a, a live music experience for our fans. Uh, something we've kind of been working towards for a little while now. I think we're finally going to be able to to start working on a lot of these different things that we've been wanting to for quite some time. Um, we we definitely want to start writing again uh, for for another album. So yeah, so lots going on. It's going to be a very busy year, and I think it's going to be a lot of hard work. Are, are you um, per, are you performing uh, anywhere around the Genos or doing anything that way this weekend? Um, the band's not performing here. Uh, what I performed last night at the Juno Cup Jam, that's, that's part of the Juno Cup. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I performed last night here in, in one of the venues, and uh, there, were, there were several other um, musicians and artists that came out. Also, the uh, ex-pro uh, NHL players came out, and oh, also uh, there was a few of them performing. So it was, a, it was really good, uh, really solid performances, lots of talent out there. And I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to research this. Are you guys actually nominated? No, no, we haven't received a, a nomination. Um, I'm here just on my hockey skill, not my music skill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that's coming. I'm sure that's coming. And uh, I have no doubt about that. You, you, you have done, and the band have done, great things uh, over, over the last couple of albums that, you, uh, uh, that you, you've done. Uh, Northern Man, great song. Uh, your cover of Heart of Gold is, is just uh, fabulous. 
And uh, I, I want to wish you all the best uh, in the future. And I certainly look forward to you coming back and talking with us on the show here at, as early as we can get you down here at some point or when you're in the area to, to come on the show again. Yeah, I'd love to, love to come back and talk to everyone there. All right. Anything else uh, specifically uh, we haven't talked about that you want to mention before I let you go? Yeah, well, if you're in the area, I guess it's too late to get a ticket to the game because I'm, like I said, it's sold out. But uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be great, uh, great time. And and uh, yeah, I just want to say hello to everybody out there listening. Okay. And, well, uh, check us out. Hit us up. Uh, yeah, hit us up uh, if you can uh, on social media. Okay. Well, listen. Just before you go, I've got a couple of people here in the studio with me. I've got uh, Tim Fontaine from the Laughing Drum on APTN, and he's and one of his uh, his usual participants that take part in the show, uh, Al- Al- Alyssa Black Wolf Kixon, and they're both here. I think they want to say hi to you, just to say hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> they can't really hear you though. They don't have headphones no. on. Yeah. So. No. <laughs> oh, okay. We love you. <laughs> All right, uh, Adrian, thanks for calling in. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, go get him on the ice tonight. Uh, I don't want to say break a leg. That's a theater thing, and not, not good for yeah. playing on the ice. So, uh, no. <laughs> anyway, right. good luck and, and all the best, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. All righty, take care. Adrian Sutherland from Midnight Shine on Moment of Truth and, and uh, Element FM. The time is 11.31. We'll take a short pause by listening to uh, Midnight Shine right now. And I think this is Heart of Gold right here on Element FM. And then we'll come right back and talk with our guests in the studio, Tim Fontaine and Alyssa Blackwolf-Kixon of Laughing Drum from APTN. This is Midnight Shine. We're back on Moment of Truth and Element FM. If you are listening, you are listening in Toronto or Ottawa live, or you could be listening online through our websites, or you could be listening on the Radio Canada app. If you download that, you could be listening anywhere across Canada. Download the Radio Canada app and type in 95.7 ELMNTFM or 106.5 ELMNTFM, and you can listen anywhere. Tell your friends. And we might have more than dozens and dozens of listeners. <laughs> right now on the show, I have Tim Fontaine and Alyssa Black Wolf Kixon. They are here because they are part of the Toronto uh, Sketch Comedy Festival, and they are going to be taping live this evening. We have tickets to give away. I want to tell you, and we're so excited. We got all excited when uh, we were playing the uh, the song there by Midnight Shine uh, because we had a call that we actually had some winners. And we have time, and you could be another winner. We still have some tickets to give away. So congratulations to Patricia Lockery of Toronto for calling in. You know, even if you're in the Ottawa area, you could make it down here for the show I tonight. I know, there's still yeah. time. Yeah, there's still yeah. time. You could do it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so I'll give that number out once again, 416-481-2292-461-481-2292. Put it on speed dial. Call that number, and you could win tickets to tonight's show at the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival to see... Tim Fontaine and The Laughing Drum live. And they're not just doing one show, they are doing two shows. And one of the guests that are are participating in that, that uh, Tim has on his show on a regular basis, is sitting right next to me. Mm -hmm. I know you can't see her, but she's here. Actually, I'm telling you the (laughs) truth. Alyssa Black Wolf Kixon. And she is uh, Anishinaabe from... uh, Where are you from? You're from Kuchiching First Nation. Right here in Ontario. Yeah, yeah. Northwestern Ontario uh, res girl, so that's uh, where I where I where my heart belongs. Ah, yeah. but you're based in Winnipeg now. Yeah, no, uh, my family moved to Winnipeg um, when my parents when my parents left the res, mm. and um, and I was brought up in like I was grew up in Winnipeg, but I'm from Kuchiching. That's mm. that's where my people are at. Mm. Yeah. And just before uh, we were talking with Adrian, we were speaking with you a little bit about yeah. how you got into comedy and, yeah. and how you couldn't remember lines, so they threw you into the uh, uh, the, the 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 ad lib part of what's yeah that Im- stand up stand up. Yeah. Well, I I was in improv improv yeah for a couple of years, and then uh, and then I got thrown into stand up because somebody had uh, booked me, and I thought they wanted my improv troupe, mm. but they just wanted me. Ah. Uh, so I basically did you know, one person improv and then realized I'm doing stand up mm. and uh, just kind of it just went, rolled into yeah, that. just rolled into that at the age of 16. So, yeah. And now you're 17. Wow. And now I'm yeah. 17. 
<laughs> uh, no, yeah. So I've been doing comedy for 20 years, a lot longer than I'd like to admit. Um, and um, I have two kids and it's just, yeah, it's a lot different doing comedy um, at this age and, you know, at this stage in my life compared to, you know, when I was a young kid with no responsibilities. Uh, mm. So now things are like the perspectives are different and... Uh, the reason why I do it is a lot different. And um, can you explain that? What do you mean? Well, when when you're young and doing comedy, you're you're doing it almost for um, you know the shock value. Like, mm. what what can I get away with now? Okay. Um, whereas now I'm doing it because um, well, because my kids called me out because uh, I had given up comedy for a while. Yeah. They found an old comedy poster. Okay. And they were like, "Hey, mom." You uh, tell us to follow our dreams, and clearly you are not. Ouch! Right now. Wow. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah. The voice of youth. The voice of reason. Yeah. Is, that, that's what I call my my kids. They are the voice of reason in my house, and uh, write a lot of my stand-up material um, for free. Um, <laughs> I I feed them. They write my material. Um, <laughs> it's a good exchange. Yeah. No. It's it totally. Works. Yeah. It's, it's a really good exchange. Whereas now I uh, I do comedy, um, you know, not only for the love of it, but I also do comedy for, um, for people who, uh, like marginalized people, okay. who um, who experience really, you know, horrific things. Mm. Like a, a lot of us uh, experience trauma, mm-hmm. um, whether you're indigenous, person of color, yep. um, queer, uh, a lot of those things. And uh, so I do comedy as a way of of healing. Mm. You know, laughter is medicine. Sure. So I um I I do it a, as a way of you know being able to take these horrible things in the world and sort of you know turn them up on their head, and uh, so that we can you know all sit back and laugh about that. Um, I, yeah, I use comedy as a patronus for all you Harry Potter fans. <laughs> 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 Great. Well, that sounds that sounds wonderful. So, congratulations. Oh, thank you, Miigwech. And when did uh, when did these kids uh, when did your kids call you out? Like how long ago? Uh, my kids called me out about three years ago. Okay. And um, it was right around the time when uh, another prominent comedian in the Indigenous world—I shouldn't name names—he hmm. um, had uh, made this really horrible post about another indigenous comedian and um it was you know lateral violence he mm. had called him an apple on mm. on social media mm. and uh that really bothered me because i thought you know as indigenous comedians we should all be supporting each other mm. like there's you know we should be creating more opportunities for more of us to get into the industry not being you know territorial mm. over it and so when you know one person gets opportunities we should all be proud um, but he had sort of become territorial about mm. it and was jealous and, mm-hmm. you know, made this post. So so I went on social media and made a post about it. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and then um, around that time, my kids called me out. And then uh, another comedian was like, hey, I saw your post and uh, I'm going to call you out and you should come do my open mic. Mm. So I did. I did comedy uh, for the first time in a really long time. And then, uh, yeah, I just kind of got sucked back in. Here I am now doing comedy, like, full time. And it sounds like it was a good move. You didn't look back, I guess. Yeah. No, I didn't look back. And I'd been doing uh, social work in between my Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. hiatus. And uh, that pretty much uh, killed me. Mm. Yeah. No, I I nearly died doing that. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm back. And, and, you know, I think that... That it should be said that uh, there are there are people doing valuable work in social work, mm-hmm. and that, yeah. that because this worked for you, it was only because you weren't following your dream, as your kids said. Yeah, and that we all have those things we need yeah. to look to, and uh, oh, and, for sure, and everybody has a strength, and everybody yeah. has things that we can do to help. Yeah, I want to I want to address that with you guys, if you don't mind, from mm-hmm. your perspective. Yep, and what I'm talking about is um, is the view of political correctness mm. you know in this day and age uh it seems to be fluctuating it seems to be there's some pushback happening to do it and and we're kind of in the middle of that i think to some degree yeah yeah um it just from a an indigenous 
comedian, like somebody who's, you know, in stand-up comedy, um, I like I look at political correctness um in a very different way. Okay. Um I don't look at political correctness as a way of censoring people. I look at um because I don't follow the same sort of political correctness that um, you know, non marginalized folks do. Um and um I um yeah, I I don't I don't believe in censorship in in the fact that, you know, I I talk about things that most people would view as, you know, inappropriate. Like mm-hmm. I talk about being indigenous and being queer and um you, you know, mental illness and all those mm-hmm. things that people are like, you know, oh, you shouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. that in your comedy. But I also don't um I don't use marginalized people as the butt of my joke. Right. So I I'm I'm strong I believe strongly in, you know, not being stereotypical and, you know, making it okay for other folks mm-hmm. to be racist and stereotypical. So, yeah, I'm so, like I sort of sit in the middle mm-hmm. on on that on the political correctness issue. What do you guys think is happening in terms of you know when we say that in terms of the lines being blurred? Um, I have seen a couple of things. I went to see a show mm-hmm. uh, last week. It's it's uh, a show that's actually going to be coming back to Toronto. It was it was in uh, Burlington uh, uh, on Friday evening and Saturday. It was by an Australian group of women. It was an all women show. We actually interviewed them on the program. Uh, Hot Brown Honey, I believe it is called. And, Love that name. Ooh, that's and yeah. and it is it was uh, as I say all it's all indigenous women awesome. from Australia. It was, it was fabulous. It was a great show. Lots of fun. But why I'm saying this is, and, and I'm trying to relate this to the idea of what is happening and where the lines get blurred and mm-hmm. where you were just talking about it's, you know, indigenous, non-indigenous uh, political correctness. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's, there's a Marvel show that was, that was on Netflix. Uh, uh, it'll come to me in a minute. But anyway, Hot Brown Honey, as I say, an all-woman show. Mm-hmm. What I was not prepared for, right? What I was not prepared for <laughs> was the uh, uh, of how they took took back mm-hmm. took back the the power in the c word. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, yeah. And and used it profusely. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so that was the same as this Marvel program. And I wish I could remember what it was called. I'm sorry. I can't remember. Um, it was this, and this was mostly all of, of a black cast mm-hmm. okay. and, and they were, they were taking back the, the N word and yeah. using it like, wow, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, uh, that seems to be changing. You know, it, there's the lines of saying, you know, this is okay if you are part of this, but mm-hmm. you're not okay to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's where the friction comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Is when when specifically or or particularly non-indigenous comics are told uh, not so much that you can't say that, but mm-hmm. that they're being held to account for saying things that they may have said before, mm-hmm. right? And so people who get frustrated by by people being held accountable will say, "Oh, well, nothing is funny anymore. You know, we can't be funny anymore." Mm-hmm. But you know, tastes change and people mm-hmm. change, and mm-hmm. and I think the difference now is that when you say something. Um, you are accountable for it now, right? Mm-hmm. We're in the mm-hmm. age of social media where a lot of the things that you say, if you say them publicly, are you're, you're going to get some feedback on that, right? And mm-hmm. I think that people who aren't necessarily used to being told they can't do something, I think, uh, are, are, are really fighting back against that, right? So it is, it's an interesting time for comedy. It's an interesting time for, for Indigenous people because we are, like you said, reclaiming a lot of these spaces, right? And mm-hmm. reclaiming a lot of these things. And so... Um, and that's one of the things I like about the show that we're doing is that we're, you know, like this, this is really unfiltered stuff mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. I don't censor my, my panelists and mm-hmm. APTN has been good in not censoring what right. we say. Right. Sure. And so, because it is, it is an opinion, it is, it is a stance on something. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, whether people find it funny or not, we'll find out tonight when we do it in front of a live audience because we've never heard the laughter, but people seem to like it. Right. We get right. good feedback and we were, we were asked to come to this thing and, uh, it's going to be interesting because also for this live show in Toronto, 
Usually when we do the show in Winnipeg, we draw on local comics like sure. like Alyssa to be part mm-hmm. of the panel. But because we were coming to Toronto, yeah. it was an opportunity for us to, to draw on some of the, like there's a lot of really talented people in Toronto, Absolutely. right? So we've got Gunya Dealhorn, who okay. you've seen on yep. Letterkenny, yep. Hemlock Grove. She's got, uh, got this amazing podcast called Coffee With My Mom. Right. Just love that show. Love that podcast. They're coming on as right. a panelist. Uh, Craig Lozon, who you've mm-hmm. seen on uh, yep. Air Farce yep. and a bunch of other shows, he's coming on as well. Candy Palmiter, who's yep. uh, you know a lawyer, yep. uh, you know uh, has her ha, has had her own TV show, yep. done a lot of stuff with CBC. Yep. Incredibly smart person and yes. incredibly insightful yes. and very funny, right? Yes. So I think that they're going to bring a whole new sort of dynamic, I think, to this uh, to this live show. So it's yeah. I I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Candy used to be on the show before mm. uh, when the previous host had the show, and uh, I I've always wanted to bring them on, but I didn't. The only way we could have done it. Uh, was through Skype. And so yeah. to actually have her in the same yeah. room, I think there's there's just such a completely different energy to it, right? So Well, there you go. What a, what a great setup for yeah. us to uh, pump the idea of uh, getting more people to call in and win some tickets yes. for the show tonight. So uh, if you are interested in going to see The Laughing Drum live at the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival this evening, then uh, if you're here in the GTA or... If you have the opportunity to uh, make it into the GTA from the Ottawa area, or if you know somebody that that is in this area that you could uh, win these tickets for and maybe send them, if you're listening outside of the area and can't get here, call 416-481-2292. 416-481-2292 and tell them you would like tickets to go see The Laughing Drum tonight, this evening, Friday evening, uh, at the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival, and our office will uh, make sure that uh, you have, uh, I believe we have four tickets, so there's only four tickets available, folks. It's not uh, unlimited, um, because after all, both The Laughing Drum and we here on Moment of Truth only have dozens and <laughs> dozens, dozens of, of listeners. <laughs> We're hoping to get everybody under one roof. That's right. It's going to be a, a spectacle. It's going to be amazing. So listen, Tim, it, it, you actually were promoting this on your show about the, the comedy sketch and yeah. coming down. And one of the things you said was it, it's it's culturally appropriated or something. Oh, he thought because there's going to be all of these indigenous comics that are taking part in this show. I just thought it was uh, it's almost like reverse cultural appropriation or something. I don't know what it is, but... It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. It might yeah. be a long time before we get there. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think they just call that colonialism. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get to the point where it's reversed. <laughs> let's uh, hope so. Yeah, it's at yeah. some point. Um, listen, let's see. What else do I have here? Yeah. Uh, so you always have the, the, the power paddle panel. Yes. And you have guests on to talk about different issues and different yep. things. You like to bring uh, comics on to talk about these things. Yeah. And get their perspective, which yeah. is always fun to do. Yeah. Um, what was the, the thing that went the most wrong when oh, doing that? Jeez, I don't know. You know what? I've been, I, I'm, Alyssa might have a different opinion, <laughs> but I, like I've been, I've been very blessed in that they've all been fairly decent, right? Okay. Like I think nobody has gone off the rails. And yep. like I said, I mean, we, we, we discourage any sort of you know, homophobia yeah. or, or transphobia or, mm-hmm. or anything like that, right? Like we, we try not to, I think th- there's a real effort not to punch down on the show, okay? Mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so I think that like when Alyssa talks about um, humor that doesn't make us the punchline, yep. I try to do that as much as possible on the show. So I think we're, we're making an effort not to. I don't know, maybe Alyssa feels differently, but... I don't know. It's just, just laugh. they're laughing. Right now, so I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, that's good. And I for, yeah. would I say that that's because you have so much material to work with? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Tim. I uh, I do have different feelings, and I've never told yeah. you about this before. Oh. Um, I think I need to be host. Uh, oh. I'm taking your job, Tim. And that's what's happening. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. no you it's... heard it first here, folks, right here on Element <laughs> FM. We got the scoop. We're going to fight you. We're going to yeah. duke it out in the Thunderdome. <laughs> in the Nietzsche Thunderdome. It's a roundhouse kick to the head. <laughs> I've been scared, though. Like, I've been, I've been scared on what the show. So, well, like, sometimes we'll talk about particular issues. Well, yeah, Alyssa scares the hell out of me. <laughs> but I, I, we, you know, we have had um, topics that are that are quite sensitive, right? Yep. Like because we don't, we, uh, we, we generally don't hold sure. back on yep. on topics. 
and I've been scared not knowing what the comics are going to say, right? Mm. Because again, I don't, I don't censor them. I don't say whatever, right? Yeah. Like I said, I mean, we have standing rules. Don't be homophobic and yep. don't be, you know, yep. whatever. So, uh, but like I said, I've, I've been, I've been blessed in that they, they haven't, uh, we're, we haven't been sued, so that's good. And we mm-hmm. haven't, uh, I don't think we've crossed any <laughs> specific lines, but uh, yeah, it's been, it's been good that way. But yeah, I have absolutely been scared in the past where I'm like, I don't know what they're going to say because I don't really pre-interview them before we do the show. I just, mm. I send them questions and topics and say, this is what we're going to talk about. Right, right. right so I think uh, Sasha said said something about uh, the Ellen show. Yes. That I thought was very funny. Yeah. About his use of words where yes. he continually just pulled yes. words out of, of a, you know, a, and making it very Canadian yes. sort of, sort of. Uh, yeah. I thought that was very funny. Sasha's great at doing that, of making, uh, I don't know, a little, Punchlines out yeah. of everything, right? Yeah, so they're yeah, very exactly. quick that way. They yeah. all have different strengths. All of the different panelists that we bring on. I mean, Alyssa's always very fierce about everything, and mm-hmm. I, I always respect their opinions. Sasha can be very, he's young, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, he's got a hell of a mustache, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jerry, uh, Jerry Big Bear Barrett, who's, uh, who's uh, an elder of comedy now, uh, mm. brings a lot of sort of uh, wisdom and He's the closest thing we have to a right-wing guest on the mm. show, too. That's <laughs> okay, the other yeah. thing, because, you know, he's, he's a very uh, reserved man, yeah. but uh, also very funny. And so yeah. uh, I, I like to mix. And like I said, I mean, I'm going to be, I have no idea what, what my panelists are going to say tonight. So mm. that'll be a surprise as well. Right. So, and that's at 6 o'clock this evening? 6 o'clock this evening at the Great Hall. Right. right? So, that's so a great I, I'm going to punch this. We're, we're getting close to our time. Uh, so I want to punch this number out again for anybody that is interested in coming down to see the show tonight. Uh, uh, and that is 416-481-2292. You can get tickets by calling that number. We have four to give away for tonight's uh, performance. Two shows back-to-back of The Laughing Drum at the Great Hall, and that's in Toronto, the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival. You can look that up online. And uh, if you are able or you know someone that's able to make it, Call 416-481-2292 to see if we have any more of those four tickets that are left to be given away so you can see that show live tonight. And um, I'm just wondering, guys, if we as we get down to the end here, uh, any any other things you would like to mention or, or, or something we haven't talked about that you would like to talk about before we, uh, we end the show? Uh, you know what? Other than come out and check us out and then check us out online later or watch the show, I think uh, you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll have a good time. Uh, think, Tim, uh, do you want to just tell us again about the the lineup that you have for the show? Yeah, so we've got uh, myself as the host, yep. uh, Alyssa Blackwolf kicks in as my my analyst, and yep. also my kind of my Vanna White for part of the show <laughs> as well. I would like to refer to myself as the Andy Richter. There we so. go. Oh, yes, the Andy Richter, and then right. we've got uh, Gunya Dio Horn. Yep. Craig Lozon and Candy Palmiter as the Red Power panel for this for this episode. So that it's going to be a really be, good show. It should be very fun, yeah. and it should be a great time. Uh, I want to say Nyawa uh, Miigwech Wenishi for you guys coming in today. It's really nice to to see you both in person and to have you here uh, to be part of uh, of our of our sister network, you might say, uh, for for this uh, for this for the today's show. And it's always great that we can promote ourselves and help uh, cross-promote each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm very grateful to be able to do this. I'm very honored to meet you both. And uh, and and listen, um, does everybody get uh, a can of the... Uh, no, they're, they're limited edition. They're so, limited so edition. how is that going to be issued this evening? Well, I'm giving them to the new panelists. Okay. And then a select few people in the audience right. are going to get one. Yeah, Tim's going to throw cans of meat at people and be like, you get a can of meat and you get a can of meat and you get a can of meat. <laughs> Let's hope I don't get charged. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our show for today. I would like to thank Tim Fontaine and Alyssa Blackwolf-Kixon for being a part of the show today on Moment of Truth and Element FM. Don't forget to listen next week right here on 106.5 in Toronto and 95.7 in Ottawa. Nyamam Igwech and Wanishi for listening. That's it for me. We'll see you next time.